As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pot It Together podcast. I'm Nicole and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Adam and Becca, and then a very special guest all the way from California, Josh Berrios. Hi! Hello. How are you guys? How are you guys doing? Good. Welcome, Josh. Welcome to the very high tech potted together podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we we kind of do it big over here. (laughs) (laughs) We're really excited to have you on today. We um, told our listeners that you were going to be on, and we got some pretty excited responses. So everybody's really excited to hear from you. Awesome! Awesome. Yeah. So um, let's just kind of get on into it. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into plants? Well, it's been a crazy, uh, it's been a fun ride, I guess you can say. Um, I started plants, houseplants specifically, like everybody else, I guess. And not everybody else, because there's a lot of people that were already in in this game or in this, you know, um, in this hobby uh, before the pandemic. But mm-hmm. I did, you know, I was one of those that started during the pandemic. Um, I actually started with succulents and cactus. So I kind of started since 2017 when I moved out, kind of had my own apartment. Not succulent arrangements or like, you know, just stuff like that outside in the patio. No big deal. You know, it was still kind of like, oh, we're going to go to Ace Hardware, you know, kind of deal, you know. (laughs) Anyways, that's how it all started. And long story short, uh, pandemic happened and I kind of moved back with my parents so I can help my grandparents because my grandpa actually needed full care. And since I have healthcare background, it just didn't make sense for me not to help him because I've helped so many other people, right? So I'm like, well, if I can help so many others, why can't I help my own family? So literally he needed like help with bathing, you know, just all kinds of that stuff, like literally just Mm -hmm. hands on like physical. And my grandpa was, you know, he was heavy. So not anybody could actually, you know, take care of him or had the time to. So I kind of literally just stayed taking care of my grandparents. My grandma has dementia. So um, I would just, you know, cook them breakfast, lunch and dinner. And we were just kind of hang out. And of course, you know, pandemic in the peak of the pandemic or in the beginning, nobody was going out, nobody was doing nothing. And I didn't yeah. want to actually do anything or go anywhere. So I wouldn't, you know, jeopardize their, their health. And, mm-hmm. you know, basically it was during March and it was kind of great weather. So what we did is we actually just spent a lot of time outside. Um, and I had a lot of succulents already. I had actually, a, you know, pretty good uh, selection. So we were just gardening literally, and that's what they love to do. So I kind of, I kind of got that from my grandparents, the love for plants, um, because I was always, I would always um, admire them, I guess, uh, when I was younger. Of course, I would always be on the swing that my grandpa made on a huge um 
Weeping Willow, right? And there was like a hammock in between two of them. So it was just like a great memory of seeing them, you know, water their plants or, you know, in their garden after the long work hours that they would work. And so that kind of, you know, you know, long story short, you know, during the pandemic, we were just literally planting together, um, just kind of, you know, making more, more plants. And uh, my one of my friends actually randomly sent me a a um, a link or she sent me a picture because she bought a coffee plant because she's just obsessed with coffee right so she's like I'm gonna grow my coffee even though she didn't know that it's gonna take years until it produces the coffee plants right <laughs> the dream <laughs> so she there. bought a yeah so she bought there. a yeah so she bought a coffee plant and I'm like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it too you know I don't know what got into me so I bought the same plant she did and at that time I was like kind of in awe and like I didn't even know you can order plants online if that wasn't that wasn't really a thing you know back then um, I mean it was but not as as much right as it is now and so I bought the coffee plant and of course you buy something online or on Etsy or wherever because it was actually Etsy um, you buy a plant and what happens you start getting ads multiple ads for different <laughs> stuff like it just happens yeah yep, so gotcha. at that time it was a string of turtles that kind of got me in into all of this that's why string of turtles are a little bit dear to my heart because my friend that actually sent me the coffee listing the coffee plant listing she is obsessed with turtles so she actually or i actually bought it just thinking she would like kind of like it or you know what i mean or you know i'm like oh i kind of got it for her and long story short she kind of started laughing at me because she's i was a Four, uh, sorry, it was a two-inch pot, right? It was a little thing. <laughs> and she's like, how much you pay for it? I'm like, well, I paid $30 and then $10 shipping. She's like, why would you pay so much for that little plant? I'm like, because I really wanted it. <laughs> and that's kind of what sparked the idea because I'm like, well, if I wanted it, somebody else would. And mm-hmm. literally just, you know, from that, it's kind of where I got the idea. Well, like, well, I should start selling succulents or selling plants online. And it all started with my own, you know, I guess my own little personal collection of succulents and I was just selling cuttings because that's what really was selling back then in the beginning of COVID, just cuttings off Etsy. It wasn't anything, anything, you know, extravagant or I mean, to the point where it is now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was sellers, but it wasn't. I mean, I don't know. So I kind of started selling succulents. Literally, that happened in March. So by April, May, I already had my Etsy store. I already had everything running. And, you know, so come May, literally May, June, July, um, I think Equahenida had like a pop-up or something like that. And I just went full-blown crazy. When I get addicted to something, I just go zero to 100 real quick. So <laughs> houseplants literally came Same. about me Same like energy. 2020 <laughs> in June. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of when yeah. I started getting into houseplants, started mm-hmm. importing, you know, doing all of that stuff. So I had zero knowledge of what the heck I was doing, literally. I mean, I was all trial and error. I was literally looking at YouTube videos nonstop. That's where I kind of found, you know, some of you guys. And I'm like, okay. So just kind of learning, you know, literally learning from multiple videos, just nonstop, just research. And how can Mm -hmm. I take care of these plants? You know, what happens? I'm like, you know, there's bugs. Like, what? Like, you know, nobody really tells you all this stuff. And so, yeah, basically just plant Plant tours is kind of what got me like, oh, I want that too. Or, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. I started expanding my collection. I started, um, you know, literally just getting full blown into houseplants. And, you know, one thing led to another. I started getting a, you know, grow tent, greenhouses in the backyard kind of deal. It was full blown operation to the point where, (laughs) you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I'm taking over a little too much. And (laughs) yeah, that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So you're in the perfect climate for it. 
like you you have like the perfect climate to be able yeah. to have your plants outside especially succulents and cactus yeah mm-hmm. exactly exactly so i did start off with the cactus house and then i kind of started going into the house plants until i realized that sometimes it does get a little too too hot and it will fry some of the plants and of course i wasn't aware of like you know the the constant airflow or like the shade extra shade cloths or you know just like stuff like that so there was a lot of trial and error you guys trust me until eventually i uh, invested in grow tents right to trap humidity so i had literally grow tents all up inside the house i mean we're talking like I think there were 20 or 10 by 10 tents. There was two of them inside the living room, like no joke. Like, <laughs> wow. it, was, it was a full blown operation, you guys. So, but thankfully, <laughs> you know, thanks to that start, I guess, of me starting that little business is what actually pro- or helped me go to Ecuador. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I was actually able to go to Ecuador cause I was doing, you know, I guess a good job selling, you know, plants. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where this all started. Literally, not working for Equihanada. Wow. So, yeah. so <laughs> just going back a little bit, what uh, what was like the first aeroid? Because I know you started with succulents and cactus, mm-hmm. and then you kind of went to house plants. But what was like the first aeroid that like captured your heart? The well, the first aeroid that I guess I was actually able to successfully import was crystallinium and crystallinium was one of the first one that mm. i ordered in bulk um with that came with a uh, variegated uh peacefully um uh picasso i believe it was and i ordered i think a couple clarinervium as well so those are the three that i actually remember actually being excited oh i got these from thailand or indonesia i can't even remember now you guys there's been so much importing going on mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but that's what i remember because i remembered like oh spring 2021 is going to be great blah 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 you know what i mean because i have you know imports and at the time literally we're talking like um august of 2020 i mean there wasn't as much saturation in the market as there is now like it's just been full yeah. blown on crazy now but at that time, there really wasn't much competition, literally, um, besides your big names that were already in the market, in the industry before any of us got into it. Well, you know, me being like the small shop, I guess. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of kind of how it started. And actually, I kind of met the company through a YouTube video of an unboxing video. Right. So I kind of found out about Equihanada through an unboxing video. I'm like, OK, I'm going to start ordering from them. So I placed big order. And of course, you know, zero to 100. My parents actually were really amazing and they actually helped me. Um, they gave me a, a loan, I guess you can say, you know, which is not, you know, something. Um, I was basically blessed with, with that availability that, you know, I was able to just buy all kinds of plants and then just sell and then pay them back as, you know, whenever I could. So mm-hmm. that honestly helped me, you know, kind of get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm full blown on seller. Of course, I'm a reseller. That's fine. But I was rehabbing plants and, you know, just kind of learning literally as much as I could because I mean, these things were not cheap back then. I mean, you know what I mean? They were expensive. And yeah, even yeah. from the actual vendors like Equihanada, they were still full blown expensive. I mean, I remember when a luxuriance was $400. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that was that was still re- being resold for $800, you know what I mean? So, I, I mean, it's just, yeah. So I, I learned a lot and I definitely lost a lot, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it was all trial and error, you know? And so, uh, you know, thankfully to all of that is, you know, I was able to be here and, you know, that's a whole different story, but yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. great. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're the manager at the California Equihedina, right? Correct. So how did you, how did you, so you went to Ecuador. How did you meet the owners? 
So I actually went, and it's funny because I actually was a little bit hesitant to even say anything or where I was going, right? Because if you put it on social media, or for example, um, you know, I had a decent following on Instagram. So people, you know, of course, are going to be, I guess, you know, curious, let's use that word, curious as far as where you're going or where you're buying from, you know what I mean? And so I was kind of hesitant. I even told a couple other people, I'm like, like actual close friends. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to even say where I'm going or who I'm visiting because I don't want to lose my customers. You know what I mean? Because I was still super like, I mean, you know, still selling. So it's like, you don't, a lot of people don't reveal where they buy plants from or, you know, it's just, it's actually a really taboo subject. You know, even if asking other vendors, like where you buy your plants, like it was just weird during that time. Like people just didn't want to say, and I totally understand from a seller's point of view, you know what I mean? They don't want to give the resources up. So that's the same situation that I was in. Long story short, I went, I was actually originally supposed to go to Thailand. That was the original plan. And two weeks before my flight, Thailand closed down again for the second wave of COVID, which was the mm. the new variant. I can't remember. Yeah. And um, basically, literally two weeks before, I'm like, well, shoot, what am I going to do? I already have time off work because I was still working at the hospital. I'm like, I already have time off work. I already have my flight book. Like, I already have my tour guide. I already have my hotel. Everything was already taken care of. And wow. thankfully, I was able to get everything refunded. Um because, you know, it closed down. So, that, of course, everything, you know, was refunded um, correctly. Mm-hmm. And long story short, there was uh, an event in San Jose where Equihan and I was going to be. And I had remembered a year before the vice president, which is Ivan Portilla, he had mentioned something like, um, oh, uh, you know, if, if you guys want to go to Ecuador, we'll give you guys a free trip, t- talking to me and my mom, because we purchased so much plants. So it was just like, yeah, we'll give you guys a free tour. If you know, you guys go to Ecuador, this, this and that. So I kind of remember nice. that from the back of my head. And it just so happened, you know, just destiny, I guess. He happened to be there that weekend that it all happened where Thailand closed down. And, and I literally took off um, to uh, San Jose just to go talk to him to see if they're even still offering tours because of COVID and all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. long story short, he said, yeah, um, he gave me his business card, told me to send him an email. Um, and I, you know, he literally replied that night and contacted me with the right person as far as the tours. And long story short, two weeks later, I mean, I literally just told them I'm going to go this, this and this date, um, you know, and they took care of everything. You know, of course, the, you know, of course, you know, I had to put a deposit, all of that fun stuff because I was going for yeah. like 14 days. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, that kind of happened. And I had no intention of none of this happen, like happening. Literally, I didn't even have planned to go to Ecuador, literally. But I truly feel like it was destiny because um it was just super random. Like the first three days I was with the tour guide and we did like non-plant related stuff. We literally went to go uh, look around some cities in Ecuador, like bigger cities and kind of did some touristy stuff. Nothing plant related. Um, come that Monday, because I left a Thursday, that Monday morning I had breakfast with the owners of Equihanada, all of the family, because this is actually a family ran business. There's no outsiders, like nobody at all. It's all family owned. Uh, family mm-hmm. ran there's a there's a nursery in florida that's been open for four years and a lot of people don't know but we're in europe as well we have a nursery in germany um so we're kind of we're kind of expanding and we had a really awesome conversation with everybody um and basically the owner of equihanada offered me plants on credit 
And I kind of told him, you know, I don't want to owe you money. Like, let's be realistic. Like, plants die. Like, I, I just don't want to mm-hmm. owe you that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just kind of random. But I'm like, but if you ever decide to open up something in California, you'll let me know. And I will be more than happy to work for you. And no joke, like, after that comment, I guess you can say, it's like a light bulb kind of went off, you know, in his head, which is, you know, kind of great. And, you know, he kind of asked, like, well, what's your itinerary for the rest of the week? And I'm like, well, I have this, this, and this plan. He's like, no, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and go pack your bags and, you know, <laughs> meet me meet me in an hour, basically, literally. <laughs> and wow. so what we did is that night we took off to a different part of Ecuador where they the Amazon basin where they grow all of their plants. So um, a little bit of explanation of that. The Amazon basin, they actually have your property. So per se, they have, I don't know how big it is, but we're talking huge. And um, they basically, that's where they grow all of their plants. So whenever you see pictures um, at the at the actual like Instagram for Equihenita underscore Aracia, the main one, uh, and they say, oh, it's in our garden. It literally is their garden. So it's just like, for example, you buy a 250-acre property and you plant all of these gloriosums or whatever, you know, there. And, you know, the weather's just so beautifully and they grow all year long. So they have full mature specimens on their property that they've actually been, you know, cultivating, growing. Um, we'll get more into all of that fun stuff. But I kind of fell in love with with this company, you know, just just seeing how the owners are. The owners are super humble. They're super amazing people. They're the kind of people that you wouldn't even think they had money, right? They're just super, super generous. I mean, they're just really awesome people. Of course, they're business people, right? So, um, you know, it's 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 been a great experience. I kind of went to Ecuador, not expecting a thing, literally kind of trying to be secretive of where I was. I didn't even mention in the beginning that I was with Equihenita until I kind of realized, like it was literally a couple days into that, that, you know, I was kind of already offered the job. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was already like, okay, I'm here. And even people were commenting, like, why are you revealing your sources? Other vendors as well, because, you know, everybody was reselling. And like, well, why are you saying, like, where are you buying from? And basically my response to that was just like, well, I have... I have, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell them then that I was working for the company because I wasn't officially working for the company. It yeah. was just all talk. And mm-hmm. so, but I already kind of knew that this was going to happen, you know, talking to the owner and, you know, the ideas that were being thrown around. And yeah, so I went to Ecuador. I had a really great time with, you know, with everybody there. I mean, it was just super awesome. It's like a huge family. Um, and I fell in love with it. It's just super gorgeous out there. It's just, it's just out of this world like it's that level of plants that you know just truly brings you that happiness of you know being around nature being around a company that actually is doing great things for conservation like there's so much stuff that doesn't get told or that's so much stuff that flies under the radar but you know it's just it truly is amazing you know and that's why i fell in love with this company and why i decided to embark into this journey i guess you can say okay so when when we first met you at Equihanada, uh, you pronounced Equihanada correctly. However, that's the first time I think any yeah. of us had ever heard it pronounced yeah, that way. So, do you want to explain? Because I always called it Equigenera, but do you want to explain? Yeah. Like, the, so the I guess name? Uh, our American our American name is Equigenera, right? <laughs> that's our American name, but it is Equihanada. That is how it's pronounced, Equihanada, which actually means. Um, Equa for Ecuador and Henera for genius. So basically like, you know, geni- uh, plants of Ecuador, right? That's kind of what yeah. the name stands for. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah. Now I can't pronounce it any other way. I know. Equahenera. Equahenera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know after we met with you in California, we went back, we left and we went back to the Airbnb and we were all just like, Equahenera. We were like practicing saying it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, it's so funny because um, people actually have said like, oh, I thought it was Equahenera. And I'm like, no, that's just our American name. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it yeah. is truly. It's Equahenera. Yeah. I still can't picture like a field of gloriosum. Like when you say that, it just oh sounds gosh. so magical. You guys, I mean, these, we're talking gloriosums. They're at least four or five feet. I mean, you know, big, just the leaf, the foliage, you know what I mean? So Equahenera yeah. actually has, uh, they're growing, they have so much production that uh, they, they have built these beautiful beds. Basically picture a raised bed. Of, you know, where you grow tomatoes or whatever, but they actually just have like gloriosum or they'll have a bed of waraquianum or they'll have a bed of, uh, you know, anything literally that you can think of. Um, and it's just epic because they're just growing so big and beautiful on their property and it's just super amazing. So mm. Equihenera is truly trying to focus more on tourism to bring people out there, you know, because anybody can go experience, you know, the same feeling that I did. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's been great. Yeah. Do you yeah. have like photos of these yeah, raised yeah, beds or anything that you can of share course. with us yeah i yeah. do i do okay we'll have some visuals yeah. on our instagram feed if you guys want to check those out because i yeah. am just imagining this like in my garden i'm like yeah. what would that even be like to have <laughs> yeah. like yeah no definitely yes. i mean you know a lot of the pictures actually that i have posted on on my instagram a lot of them are from mature specimens on their on their property you know what i mean mm-hmm. that they planted from seeds you know and yeah, so it's yeah. it's yeah it's it's actually really epic just being out there and experiencing that firsthand and now you run the Equahenana california instagram page right but you also have another instagram page what is that do you want to say what that is um yes so my personal account is california aeroids that's kind of kind of just where i i do more publicity for Equahenana because <laughs> cool. that's pretty much you know what it is yeah your your personal account is also where I think you had highlight reels of your trips to Ecuador. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Oh. Yeah, pretty much anything, everything that I did out there. I mean, it was pretty good. I have a lot of YouTube videos that I have not had time to edit, <laughs> but there's so much footage that I have that it's just you know, it's truly awesome. Oh gosh, I can imagine. Yeah, so maybe cool. we'll I help bet. you edit those. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Upload it to the drive. Like we want to see it. <laughs> we want to see no, it. No, of course, of course. So after you left Ecuador, how long was it before the owners decided to open up that California location? It was pretty much like instant. <laughs> wow. I mean, what a shift! Like what a curve in your life. Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, yeah. I was sitting at the airport in Miami and. I get a phone call and basically saying, hey, I have a property for you to go look at. And so that's wow. kind of how it's, that's kind of how fast it was, you guys. <laughs> it wow. was, it's been an amazing ride. Yeah. That is incredible. And like, I think that that says a lot about who you are, that they just so immediately trusted you for good reason. You've done such an amazing job and your love of plants like truly like seeps out of your pores. And I just think that's so cool. And then, I don't know, yeah, again, it just says a lot about who you are that they immediately were like, yeah, this is our guy. It's It's been great. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so, great. I mean, it's been a much needed change, I guess you can say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, like you said, it's kind of like destiny, you know? Yeah. You're where, yeah, you, you're, where you're supposed it. to be. 
Um, so can you share any future plans that Equihead and I might have? Any new locations? Um, right. Any secrets? Well, <laughs> there's not much <laughs> I can actually say about the company um, because we did try to kind of keep a little bit of, you know, mystery, right? But yes, there is Josh plans. isn't spilling any tea. <laughs> <laughs> there is plans for sure to, to open up more locations in the future, right? Of course, the, awesome. the priority is to expand the company as much as we can, you know? Equihanada right now owns about six over 6,000 acres um, of primary forest and for the sole purpose of conservation. You know, they pay people out of pocket basically to take care of these lands, to protect them basically. Um, so that makes sure that nobody goes in. A lot of a lot of the time, Ecuador is used more for, um, gosh, how do I explain it? To, to subtract natural resources, right? Um, oil is huge in Ecuador, right? Or gold, right? So a lot of people mine for gold. And what happens in that process is that, you know, a lot of plants get depleted. A lot of land gets depleted. And not just that, but they contaminate water, right? In the process mm -hmm. of mining for gold. Or, yeah. and, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes these water resources are actually people's main source of water literally you know what i mean like you know it's not like california where or united states where everything is filtered you know what i mean like sometimes right. these are native people's actual primary source of water so in the process of them illegally mining for gold because there is some areas in ecuador where you can legally mine for gold um there's still being there's still a lot of illegal you know stuff like that going on so in the process it does affect a lot of people it affects not only plants and nature but it affects people you know and the livelihoods of the situation mm -hmm. so equihanda is truly truly trying to conserve as much land as it can you know what i mean because if you actually go to ecuador and see this firsthand you'll see it truly untouched you'll see it beautiful you'll see full blown on specimens you know and this is all equihanda's property so let me tell you a little bit about that you and i mm -hmm. or anybody can go to ecuador and buy buy land you know and ecuador is super lush and beautiful so of course you might you might find, you know, a property with filled with a hundred thousand gloriosum. I'm, I don't know, or passizanum. You know, it just it's just that possibility because mm -hmm. that's how these plants grow. So, mm -hmm. for example, if I go to Ecuador and I buy five acres, just say, you know, and I can do whatever the heck I want with it because it is my property, right? So a lot of the time, people are just cutting down trees or whatever just to make pasture for cattle because you know, cattle mm -hmm. is a huge you know source of food, right? So. Literally, they're just taking down trees or whatever just so they can grow grass for their cows or, you know, stuff like that. Or like I mentioned, for illegal things like illegal gold mining or, you know, whatever they or, you know, for cutting down trees to have more wood. You know what I mean? That kind of still for yeah. limp, uh, lumber, all of that stuff. So that being said, I can go to Ecuador, buy property and do whatever the heck I want with it. So the fact that Ecuador is literally buying property oh. just to keep it in conservation, just to keep it beautiful. They're actually reintroducing species that, you know, are no longer there for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Reintroducing those native species um, and making Ecuador beautiful again, planting trees. I mean, who does that? And we're not talking a little bit of trees. We're talking hundreds of thousands of trees, you know, just to make make it beautiful again right just to to take care of the lungs of the earth right because yeah. i mean we see it all the time you know deforestation is a huge thing so equihanda's mm -hmm. primary focus is to keep ecuador as beautiful as it was or as it is uh that's a big question that i had for you when we met was we walked into the greenhouse there in california and it is just full like full full of all of it was like eye candy 
for the plant oh person. It was, yes. I've Ugh. never so seen dreamy. anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Never in my life. And I've been to a lot of plant places, amazing plant yeah. places, but nothing like that. So my first thought, unfortunately, I was like, is this ethical? Like, how is this even possible? Yeah. No, of course. Of course. So, yeah, like if I've had that question, surely other people have. And that no, was one of, of the things we wanted to talk about. So like, how yeah. exactly are they able to like basically mass produce these rare plants um mm-hmm. yeah well co- let's say commercially rare i totally understand and you know i understand that controversy completely so we also have to realize and understand that equihenita has been in business for 30 years and long story short it's not like something that just happened in the middle of a pandemic let's put it this way i feel like the company that everybody knows is always going to be the one that gets the fault for everything right so not a lot of people know but there's a lot of other country or companies that have you know, uh, as well started, you know, in Ecuador, um, you know, and that kind of put bad name, you know, for us because we're the the main one, right? We're the one that everybody knows. And so I don't know how they do it. And I'm not going to judge or comment on their on their techniques. But Equihenida has, you know, been cultivating plants for the past 30 years uh, legally, right? Equihenida is the first company in Ecuador that has legally obtained uh, sites, which is actually a, you know, uh, legal document basically that says that we can uh, harvest seeds, that we can reproduce these plants to be able to, uh, you know, reintroduce them into nature, right? We're able to identify plants legally, right? Uh, there's a team, the whole team that does that, right, that actually names plants. So that's why sometimes some plants are renamed, you know, randomly because it does take, a, it's a process, right, to to identify the plant and get the name right and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So Equihenid, of course, during the pandemic, you know, there was a lot of tissue culture, right, being done, right? And let's be real, all plants now, you go to Home Depot, all the plants are tissue culture. I know there's a lot of controversy, but that's basically how they were able to, to maintain with the demand. Now, of course, we have, you know, there's a lot of mother plants that they, that they own, that they do seeds. So we're focusing more on seeds in the future. But of course, that's how we were able to produce the plants for the craze of the pandemic. Yeah. And us, honestly, tissue culture is a great way for conservation, right? Because, you know, people want a plant, right? We understand that. But it's not ethical, like you guys say, to fully take from, you know, nature. And like mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, if if you wanted to, you totally can because it's their property. My, they, there's no saying that they can't. There's no saying, no, you know, legally, everything is being done legally, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. there's no foul play. There's no like, oh, you know, there's poaching. No, you guys, like at the end of the day, like it's all been done legally. Like the first company in Ecuador that actually has the rights to do so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had no idea they were around for 30 years. Yeah. Like when yeah. you told us that originally, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a I mean, long I, of time. course, have only been in this for the last year, right? Because there's not a lot of people that are just literally giving up their own profits to to sustain these beautiful lands. You know what I mean? And that's why I want to bring awareness to to everybody. Right. And, you know, basically for that so that people can know that your plant purchase is actually going to a greater benefit or a greater good than we can even think of because a lot of the time it's like oh they're just doing this for to make money and it's like no at the end of the day it's for the sole purpose of conservation you know to to make sure that ecuador stays beautiful i mean there's so much more behind it right so we are you know a company focused on primarily taking care of the flora of ecuador right because that's where the company's Mm -hmm. based from so of course there's other countries that have beautiful flora the rainforest you know it's being depleted as well but for me it was like i got sent to ecuador right like life sent me there you know what i mean like it was yeah. you know so 
I can't talk for the other people, but you know, I know that Ecuador is, is doing great. So, I mean, Ecuador So that's why I primarily want to focus on making sure that there are dreams and, you know, everything that they envision comes true. Yeah. They're yeah, lucky to have you out there. They are someone that aligns <laughs> with their vision and yeah. is is so passionate about it. So I guess I'm curious. When you were going to Thailand, you were going just to source other vendors in Thailand, correct? Because Equahenida is not in. They don't. Do they have a spot in Thailand? No, no. we don't. No, 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 no. My no, first. So I was. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to tell you. It's my first um, ever import order was from Thailand. That was like back in 2018. And mm. I still have those plants. So, hey, really? hey. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious. What kind of plants are those? I bought a Thai constellation, which is wow. huge now. A uh, ZZ Raven, because those were not here on the market. Yeah, wow. Um, and a white, <laughs> a white wizard. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And they're big. Yeah. Like they're hardy plants. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The original plan was to go actually. Okay. So I already know, knew about Equihenida and I actually had purchased a lot from Equihenida. Like we're talking a lot, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was, it's actually fairly easy, you know, FYI, anybody, um, it's super easy to order from Ecuador. They take care of the phytosanitary for you. They take care of everything for you. Literally, you just order online and you get it shipped, you know, right away. Kind of deal. Like it's super easy to order from Ecuador. Literally, I mean, at least from Ecuador, it's super easy. So for me, it's like, okay, well, I already know what they have, right? Like I already see their their plants. Like I have a lot of their plants. For me, it was more going to Thailand to purchase plants that were not really here or that were not easily as accessible as far as variegated plants or we're, we're talking like super rare collector plants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was ready to go spend money. You know what I mean? And <laughs> basically yeah. life was like, nope, you're going to go to Ecuador instead. And that's literally what happened. And Obviously, here's a reason why, right? Um, Okay, question. So with your plans, I'm curious about this as a, as just like a person, how were you planning on bringing plants back from Thailand? Were you going to just like pick them out and they were going to send them to you? Or were you planning on obtaining a phytosanitary certificate yourself and bringing them back? Like, what was your plan? So I actually was going to Thailand for two weeks and that was a plan. So I had I already had a tour guide or a translator basically was to go to nurseries, find plants, but I also had to find people that were able to get the phytosanitary, right? Mm. uh, Paperwork, all of that in order. So I literally was going for two weeks to make sure that I had enough time to do all of this because it's a process. Like I had to go buy plants for a week and then it takes at least, you know, a week to get the phytos, all of that stuff. And that's basically what I was going for. I had no idea what I was going to go do, but that was my plan was to go look for plants find a person that was able to import or sorry, export and, you know, be able to have the plants here. So that was a okay. whole entire plan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. That I mean, I can just imagine like the adventure that that would feel like. I mean, it's like yeah. a wild vacation and you also are you're like hunting for plants and you got to figure out how to get them home. Like that's the adventure story for sure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was going to be a lot of trial and error. That's for sure. So, you know, thankfully, like maybe, you know, who knows, maybe it wouldn't have been successful. And that's why life's like, nope, you're going to go to Ecuador instead. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. But it was just a super random like, oh, yeah, Ecuador or sorry, Thailand is closing. I'm like, OK, well, here's the thing. I could have gone to Thailand. But I would have had to be quarantined on Phuket, which is a separate island in Thailand, for a week. And then I could go to Bangkok, mm-hmm. where all of the main plant shops that I wanted to go to were. And 
I was like, well, it doesn't make sense because I'm going to go by myself, literally. Like, there's, you know, I'm not going to go with a friend. So, like, um, what am I going to do on a, basically, it was like a, like a honeymoon kind of island. You know what I mean? It was like (laughs) something where you go enjoy with friends or with a partner. I'm like, what am I going to go do? Twiddle my thumbs, like, by myself? Like, no. Like, (laughs) so basically, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make sense because I'm only going to have six days to be in the cities. I'm not going to have enough time. Like, it's, it just didn't make sense to me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of. Everything changed. Literally, everything changed. Yeah. yeah. Thailand missed out. Are. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. I am a serial hobbyist. Well, at least that's what I call myself. Before I really got into houseplants, I bounced around from hobby to hobby. Sometimes I invested a lot, and I mean a lot, of time and money into these hobbies. The thing that no one really ever talks about when you take a hobby from being just a hobby into a business is how much of your time is spent on the business side of things. And that's where Mod Ventures comes in. Mod Ventures works with business owners and entrepreneurs across the country to organize, predict, and create your financial futures. If you're interested in reducing your stress come tax season, look no further than Mod Ventures. They have a completely virtual and streamlined tax system. All engagement letters, tax organizers, and tax return deliveries are done online through a safe client portal. And since this infrastructure is in place, you can really do anything from anywhere across the country. You can find more information about Mod Ventures in the show notes and also on their website, www.modventuresllc.com. This year, self-care can look like giving your tax stress away to a professional and letting your passion for your hobby flourish. Ecuador sounds, I mean, seriously, a dream to go there. But And you've made it even sound better. But what was like your least favorite thing? Because you mentioned <laughs> some snakes when we were together, and I can't get that um, out of my head. Like, I just can't. <laughs> well, the snake was kind of like, a, I mean, I guess, yeah, you have to be, you know, you have to. Yeah, keep that in mind. You're going into the jungle, like, you know, sometimes. So granted, if you don't want to go into the jungle, there's so much to do on their properties. Like, you know, just go to <laughs> all of their nurseries, like all, all of their greenhouses. Like, there's so much to do, literally. So if you're not mm-hmm. into the hiking or if you're not into the, you know, going on an adventures, I guess you can say in the potential of, yes, there are snakes in Ecuador. But, you know, you're, you're <laughs> fine for the most part. Honestly, like, I didn't have a problem. Um, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, yeah. you... you yeah, there's so much to do, literally so much to do um, in Ecuador. They have uh, they have nurseries in Guayaquil, uh, in Gualaceo, that's their headquarters. It's the main place. It's a little bit cooler climate, so they actually grow a lot of their orchids there. Um, a lot of cooler, there's actually anthuriums that do like cold, you know. So that's why sometimes people don't do successful with their plants. And that's what the kind of videos I want to do in the future is like, you know, okay, these plants are grown in this kind of climates or something. Because I feel like a general rule of thumb is you put all your aeroids in the same grow tent or same conditions. It's like, no, like some of these mm-hmm. plants are actually <laughs> found in different elevations or different climates. You know, they're more wet yeah. or they're more dry. So, it, you know, it just depends. Like, there's actually a lot of anthurium and um, philodendron that can withstand or that can tolerate way cooler weathers. Like, we're talking dropping to the 40s, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes they actually thrive better in that condition. So, sometimes we have like, you know, upset plants are like, well, what am I not doing right? And it's like, well, at the same time, it's like because there's not really much, um, you know, out there saying like, hey, this plant is this or this yeah. plant likes this kind of condition. So that's kind of what I want to do in the future when I have more time. Um, of course, I'm starting the business here. So it's just been full on nonstop work. But, you know, just to kind of, you know, help people out, right? 
kind of make videos like, hey, this is how you take care of this plant or, you know, how can you be successful with rehabbing plants, right? Of course, yeah. what we want to do here is eliminate that process, is eliminate uh, the customer having to rehab their own plants. But of course, you know, there's still those people that like a little bit cheaper plants, right? And that are fully capable of rehabbing their own plants. And, you know, of course, we're going to provide that still, right? Uh, because, you know, when you get imported plants, I mean, not just Ecuador, but any plants in general, whenever you get any import plants, they, you know, sometimes the roots are the ones that get affected the most. And, mm -hmm. you know, so that's kind of what, uh, what I want to focus on, of course, is, you know, you buy an, you know, you're buying an investment. So I want to make sure that, you know, we're able to help you guys take care of that investment. I think that those videos that you're talking about doing about, you know, acclimating specific plants to different climates would be a a great tool for everyone in the YouTube community. Yeah. <laughs> because you think of Anthurium, you think of Philodendron, all aeroids pretty much. And even you can go into some conservatories like where I'm at, there's the Garfield Park Conservatory mm -hmm. and in other states there's conservatories and they're all in this just hugely humid, hot climate. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily need to be the case in yeah. your home for some plants. That could be interesting. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I, I mean, California is dry as heck, you guys. It's super dry. It's not yeah. it's not the same as Florida, right? Where it's super hot and humid and beautiful weather for plants. Um California is dry. So I feel like we kind of have that little bit right, right now, you know, where the plants are acclimating to an environment when people take them home, you know, they'll be much more stable right they won't take much effect like i actually uh just brought in a couple of anthurium and plants just inside the house and they're just doing beautifully right because i feel like they can tolerate that right now because they're being grown in that kind of environment well i will say the plants that i got from you because i live in phoenix so i live in dry ass desert yeah. <laughs> they're they all adjusted really well even the ones yeah. that you were like i would not sell that to anybody but since you're here and you can see them like the yeah. newly imported ones <laughs> that yeah they're just they're just thriving yeah no, they look good. so good, good. i'm so excited about them too that's good and becca hear. becca's are doing amazing too like i just saw you post on instagram they're they both of your two plants have new huge leaves yeah yeah the um the basier luxuriance that you're like you have to take mm -hmm. this home the the new leaf is huge like it the no leaf way. that it yeah, the new leaf that it was putting out, like while we were talking, yeah, it's yeah. grown like probably like triple that size. And I thought it was done. Wow, that's that's awesome. Is it super dark? That one's a beautiful hybrid. Yes. Yeah. It's and that's what really, I love really about Equihenida is that they're always trying to do something new. They're always trying to, you know, create their own, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, hybrids is going to be the next big thing, literally. Anthurium yeah. hybrids is, is where it's going to be at for sure. And there's so many different varieties. I can't really talk about the varieties that are coming out, but you guys, there's some pretty epic ones. I mean, they, yeah, of course, keep, the they, of course, keep the best specimens, right, so that they can reproduce those best specimens. But yeah, you guys are so much great stuff coming to the market that people don't even know that they want yet, but they're going to want. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's how I felt when I walked in. Like, I, I thought that I was going to come in and get some sort of like Clarinervium. And that was it. I was like, oh, yeah, I, that's what oh, I've Becca seen. with the and basic then... plants. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, really. Like, like, compared to like no, the plants it. that were in there, that was the basic plant, which was so No, of weird. course. Of course. Of course. And yeah. you know what? It still sells really well, actually. Clarinergium yeah. still sells really well. <laughs> I got one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was, I do have a question. The, one of the plants that I took home, it's like the T-shaped one, like the Tesla logo, the Falcatum, I think. Uh, the one that you got was the Tesla one? You got a Draconoperum, the one that I said that looked like a Tesla? 
Okay, I got that the one, one you and then I got another one. Oh, you got the focatum? Okay. Yeah, and, but it says equigenera at the end of it. So was, yes. is that a variety that they like found? Correct. Correct. So, yes. okay, can you explain that? Because some of the names, they have equigenera at the end of it. And I just, yeah. like, what is that? What's going on? Um, I know. Well, equigenera has a, you know, they have that power, that authority to name plants, right? Yeah. Because, you know. Um, they actually can. <laughs> so a lot of the time they, they'll name them after, you know, people or, you know, family or, you know, but yeah, usually Equihenera is kind of, kind of something that they, they found, right? Um, of course, okay. like new species, then basically how that process is, it's a little confusing, um, because they're like, well, you guys still take, and it's like, no. So Equihenera, like I mentioned, they own six, over 6,000 acres, you guys, this is a lot of land, right? Um, and different parts of Ecuador. So of course, different parts of Ecuador, different climates, different altitudes, different plants. So, um, basically they are able to harvest the seeds. They don't ever take a mother plant from from their actual place, they harvest the seeds to be able to reproduce, um, also to get them identified, right? Because that's literally what they've been doing for the last 30 years. And, you know, that's why they're legally able to do so, because they actually are discovering the flora of Ecuador. That's literally the whole purpose of the company. And that's why it was started. So for mm-hmm. plants to be recognized, they have to be published. So is Equihenera, they're doing publications of these, these ones that Correct. are out there? Yeah. As far as the orchids, I know that they have to go like through the American Orchid Society and through England, I believe. So it's mm-hmm. a whole process. I'm the pretty Q, sure Q the Gardens, same process. Probably. Yeah. The same process runs for uh, aeroids. Yeah. I just mm. don't know specifically what what the process is but i mean as far as the orchids because that's where the company started so i was reading a little bit yeah um and um yeah my my like job description kind of like came with like a whole history of the company <laughs> that's <laughs> that was, cool i read i read a little bit you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it's a lot oh you guys have no idea <laughs> but it's great it's great i mean i wouldn't change it for the world it's been stressful as heck i can tell you that literally i mean starting a business in california from zero is not easy at all but no. yeah. you guys it's gonna be so rewarding because i know i'm gonna bring so much joy and happiness to other people um you know and at the end of the day we're overall working on something much more bigger than all of us you know yeah I mean? so yeah. that is the primary focus to just making sure that you know we're doing everything correctly and ethically and you know just you know literally for something bigger than that we can all think and you might say oh well my one little plant might not make a difference i'm like yeah your one little plant does make a difference yeah just to keep moving forward in Mm -hmm. in something that you know is literally being depleted with or without us you know what i mean like poaching goes Mm -hmm. so much more beyond than just taking plants from nature i mean people are literally destroying these just nature they're literally destroying nature and you can full-blown on see it in ecuador you you know what i mean like you just go and you'll Mm -hmm. just see literally just just i mean i i understand that they have to make farmland or you know what i mean like they're taking down trees or whatever to make houses i totally understand but at the same time equihenid is truly 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 genuinely doing something to be able to maintain those those you know that property of course there's you know you think about it in the long picture like six thousand acres over six thousand is not a lot right but it i mean you know it's a start right and that's what we're trying oh, yeah. to do is trying to yeah to expand the company to make it you know a much better 
better place and you know i mean we're trying to do whatever we can because not a lot of companies are doing you know literally this if anything they're taking from nature natural resources or whatever just you know for the sole purpose of their well-being right nobody else is but the main people right so yeah it's mm-hmm. it's it's a rough situation but at the end of the day i know that genuinely equihanita is doing the best they can and of course sometimes they get thrown under the bus right um you know we get accusations all the time but at the same time people have to realize that sometimes being the main face or the biggest company is a reason why everybody thinks us right us but so many people don't know there's so many other little companies that have started in the peak of pandemic why because they knew how to make money they knew you know it's so easy to do so and they're literally growing like weeds in ecuador you know what i mean plants are being grown in, in like weeds or not even that i mean indonesia or thailand or wherever you know what i mean like but equihanda takes the big hit why because we're the main face we're on everything we're on youtube we're everywhere you know what i mean so of course okay. you know and of course a lot of it comes with envy and greed you know of other companies or whatever that start you know accusations but at the end of the day if anybody has any kind of doubts i mean just go to ecuador you know what i mean no one's telling you to stop or nobody's telling you not to go you know what i mean you can go see well the you're production. inviting you people see, yeah <laughs> you can go see the production you can go see literally their true efforts of conservation firsthand so that you know your doubts can be i guess you know um you know what i mean so that you're not you're yeah. not having those doubts mm-hmm. right no one's stopping anybody from going literally if anything we're inviting like you said we're inviting people because we want to take people so that they can see what we're truly trying to do for for conservation yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right should we do the listener questions yes oh, man. What I, was, I was gonna ask if you guys had any other questions are you ready josh People want to know some things. I didn't put oh, anything man. like uh, only the tame ones. We're not going to put you all through right, the relationship right. questions, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to spill some tea, but no. right. <laughs> no, it's okay. okay. It happens. I mean, trust me. I mean, plants and people. You know what I mean. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they get curious. They get curious. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, of course. I totally get it. Um, yeah. So let's let's start. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, how do you like your coffee? Um, how do I like my coffee? I Do you drink coffee? Yeah, I, I drink coffee when I'm super tired. Um, usually sugar. I'll maybe put some creamer, you know what I mean? But, okay. Yeah. He's a simple man. He's a simple man. <laughs> okay. Um, what's one plant that you've lost that you really miss? Mm. And this might be a tricky question because I feel like you can easily get your hands on on like another plant that you may have lost <laughs> you know which one i kind of uh, when i was at the end or i guess when i was moving just to southern california i was selling a lot of my plants or i try to sell the mass variety or the mass of of my collection so there was some plants that of course it was still kind of really expensive back then so i'm kind of a little bit happy that i did sell them but i do miss certain plants um there's one in particular, and it's super random, but a Florida Florida ghost, a mint Florida ghost that I had. And there's controversy that there's no such thing as mint or whatever. But mine was super gorgeous. And I actually sold a cutting to Jake 
plant guy, I believe, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I sold him one and he has one and he showed me the other day. I'm like, bro, like I need you to give me a cutting of my plant back. No, (laughs) but yeah, but there, I think what happened is I sold everything. I sold him the top cutting and I sold like all of the nodes and the ones that I ended up keeping. I just think that they either got lost or they died or something. And I just, cause I don't have that plant. Um, but yeah, pretty much, pretty much, um, I remember that one specifically just because it was super gorgeous. I mean, his specimen is super pretty. Um, And I'm like, okay. But that That, one was an import from Thailand. That dude can grow freaking plants. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And he even said, he's like, he even made a comment like, what, you don't have it anymore? And I'm like, like, yeah, bro, it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone. I'm going to need it back. Thanks. Jake, yeah. give, give him a cutting, Jake. Come on. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's actually really pretty. I don't. I wouldn't want him to cut it. <laughs> I'm sure you could work out like a pretty nice trade, you know, make right. it worth his while. Right. See, that is the <laughs> struggle with aeroids. And we've talked about this on this podcast a lot because I'm a Hoya boy. So like Hoya are so easy to propagate and they don't ruin the structure of the plant. But if you have this gorgeous aeroid and you propagate it, it's just it kind of like screws up the structure of the whole plant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it look weird. Sad. But that's yeah. how I justify like not cutting my plants and sharing them because I, I do it so <laughs> rarely. And I'm like, well, you know, it's going to make it look like the plant will never be the same after I yeah, cut it. No, like, I get it. And <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly, you know. Cause I actually stopped selling plants, right? I can't, I don't, I don't sell personal plants or anything like that. And yeah. I've had people be like, oh, can you sell me a cutting or of my personal collection? Cause my personal collection is sitting in the greenhouse, right? You yeah, know, they put saw. all the rest of the plant. And then I'm like, no, you can't, you know, I'm sorry. I can't, and, you know, it's not ethical, right? I, I can't be selling on the slide, right? Cause you know, I just, I gave that up basically um, when I accepted that disposition. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I actually get to enjoy my plants mature. Like I actually have an album on Stara with six, seven leaves. You guys, that was never oh, the case. Beautiful. I would always cut them. I would always cut them. Why? Because I would mm-hmm. sell the cuttings for, you know, whatever yeah. they were yeah. going for at the time. And I never was able to have mature specimens. Um, I did have like an Epipremnum pinnatum um, that was super beautiful, variegated. That was growing up a pole, super gorgeous. And I, of course, I was able to keep that one because, you know, they grow like weeds. So I was able to yeah. keep one piece for me. But you guys, like, I was never able to actually have mature specimens because I would always just sell whatever I had. And, you know, I was in the, mm-hmm. I was in the peak business of literally just selling, selling, selling. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, in, like, plants, we need to, like, renormalize the social faux pas that is, like, asking to buy someone's stuff if they're not offering. Like, yeah, I just, no, yeah. definitely. I've been getting messages lately and not to toot my horn here, but they're like, oh, I'm local. Like, do you sell? I'm like, no, no. nowhere <laughs> on my page do I say that. So I'm sure, like, it's probably awkward when people are like, oh, like, will you sell me the cutting of yeah. this like from your collection yeah. it, it's like not for sale it's yeah. roped off yeah. you got to sign like let's normalize not doing that like don't ask people i totally understand i mean there's one specifically that people always ask me for and it's a variegated sea hibiscus right it's a it's sitting on my table it's really pretty um 
it is just very good to see you hibiscus and and i every i don't know why but everybody always asks me oh you don't have any can you give me a cutting or stuff like that and it's like no you guys like i actually want to see it like you know grow beautifully you know what i mean and the Mm -hmm. actual plan for the property here you know in california is one day i want to see it into a botanical garden you know what i mean like i want to have something super beautiful so um you know what i mean like it wouldn't make sense for me to propagate you know the plants that i specifically own um you know to sell because at the end of the day i'm not going to get none of those profits right so for me it's like i'd rather just plant it outside and enjoy it or everybody enjoy it you know Mm -hmm, what i mean if the company wants to buy some cuttings or whatever like hey that's on them but like (laughs) you know as far as it goes like you know i'm just gonna i literally bought before i moved here i bought some trees like variegated lemon trees or just variegated i love trees i love variegated trees so i bought a lot of uh, basically stuff like that so i can um, plant here because i genuinely want to have a botanic garden here so wow. you know i get That's to enjoy cool. it i get to enjoy it for years to come yeah yeah okay um do you have any tips for new for like beginner imports people that are wanting to import plants for the first time any tips and tricks well um make sure that you guys find a good seller um because i've actually had situations where you know you buy you know let's just say etsy or wherever wherever you're gonna buy from and the plants don't show up or the accounts get disappeared or you know stuff like that so just make sure you have a good reliable seller just do all kinds of investigating make sure you know that they're not duplicate pictures of somebody else or stuff like that right but as far Mm -hmm. as when you get the plants honestly just throw them in water throw them in water overnight and do not do nothing with them let them hydrate because the first like 24 to 48 hours is most crucial for a plant. If it's going to survive, it's going to survive. If not, it's not going to go. Just put them in water so that they can rehydrate because trust me, if a plant is limp, do not pot that plant up because it's going to die. You know what I mean? It's not going to survive. So the more stressed the plant, uh, you know, you just have to be a little bit more careful. Sometimes, I mean, I would leave them in water for a week or two, you know, it just depends on the plant specimen as well. Uh, velvety plants are probably the worst you guys like let's be real (laughs) velvety plants anything that requires super high humidity like let's not do you know what i mean like i mean Mm -hmm. definitely do but like if you can find it with roots already like that's the way to go because trust me uh, unless you're okay with losing money trust me (laughs) in the (laughs) beginning i was super irresponsible and i just you know i was like all right whatever but you know at the same time now i'm at a point where i'm not making money off of my plants you know I'm, i'm on a set income so it's pretty much like okay if I want to do something like that, like I have to make sure that I'm buying a specimen that I know will survive and not, you know, die on me because it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of money sometimes, you know, we want that wish list plant, but sometimes it's a little better just to pay a little bit more for something that's already rooted, something that's already potted, you know, in the United States, for example. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. unless you're actually like a reseller or somebody that actually really wants to do that kind of stuff, hey, go for it. But just know that, you know, importing, you know, like I have a whole greenhouse that nobody sees, but it's full of, you know, unhappy plants. Let's say that, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, it is a big risk. It is a big risk. I would also add to that just to make sure that the company does offer a phytosanitary certificate when shipping your plants, because these plants are going to go through customs and once you pay for your plants you're probably not going to get that money back if something yeah. happens to them yeah, so. you're right you know fun fact i actually was importing a hoya it was a hoya polynera and i was buying it 
and baskets like they were i mean they were huge like hanging baskets and they were like 250 dollars back then i mean but wow. that was when they that was when one leaf cuttings or you know the the cuttings were selling for 75 dollars right i don't they know how much they are yeah. now but i remember i imported like 10 of those baskets and i think six of them got confiscated because i didn't bring them with phytosanitary i wasn't doing it correctly but you mm-hmm. know i really wanted the plant and i'm like shoot well you know, so yeah, you just make sure you guys have know. the proper, yeah, you have the proper paperwork because trust me, that's a big hit. I mean, it's a lot of money, you guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah basically, basically. Yeah. And make sure that people, you know, you're aware of where you source your plants because I have a lot of people on my personal Instagram that have sent me a message, hey, I sell plants, but yet they're literally in the jungle, like showing you plants so that they can pull them out. You know what I mean? So, oh my God. <laughs> you know, like, yeah you guys so just make sure you guys have actual reputable sellers because there's so much tissue culture now right you can find i mean you can find people that are actually doing it like equihanda a collect correct and ethical way right so Mm -hmm. last question we have is what's your most cherished plant from your personal collection Mm, that's a little bit hard um i i don't know top five (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's do that i mean i really really love my variegated banana because it's actually it's getting big and it's doing really well you guys you guys when i first oh, bought man. that i bought that from somebody on ebay from texas and it was like 400 dollars, and it was a good size wow. specimen i had that plant in a ziploc bag because that's how they sent it to me in soil i had it there <laughs> i kid you not for maybe three or four months in a ziploc bag you guys wow like i just made holes in a ziploc bag so i had drainage <laughs> holes <in> it. <laughs> but i feel like it's just super awesome i had haven't now planted in cocoa husk but it's doing so well it's actually getting big mature beautiful so i'm like that's one of my favorites um another one is like i love my sea hibiscus i really do it's super gorgeous it throws out these gorgeous red leaves in the beginning and then it just turns like you know green and very i gotta google this plant yeah very good to see hibiscus because it just has beautiful foliage it's like literally heart-shaped leaves and it's just oh my gosh it's so pretty (laughs) Yeah, they get massive, oh, wow. and you know, but, you know, it's one of my favorites, I'd say. Um, yeah. I do have a mint monstera. I don't think it's one of my favorites, but it's the most expensive. It was a one-leaf cutting, and I paid $1,400 for it. Ooh. I think that's the reason why it's on my top five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just because yeah. it's so expensive, you know. It's <laughs> a good reason. Yeah. There, there is a hybrid Anthurium that is absolutely one of my favorites. It's Anthurium crystallinium with anthurium luxuriance it just you know gets these beautiful Ooh. big leaves a little bit sheen you know blue sheen wow. on it it's a really pretty plant you know so i i you know there's so many plants that i truly truly love but my top number one would have to be trees i really do love trees i don't know why but yeah. i like trees yeah mm. yeah we saw some trees out on the property <laughs> yeah yeah there's some pretty awesome stuff out there uh, my favorite plant from your collection. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. <laughs> yeah. I think that you, well, first of all, your, mon- your like mint variegated monstera is absolutely beautiful. But the, I think it's a Burley Marks flame that oh, yeah. truly caught my eye. And in my video, I didn't realize I was filming your personal collection. So I am sorry. But no, you're yeah, fine. same. Um, <laughs> The I didn't know that. Yeah, I got some comments. It's like the Burley Marks flame. I'm like, I know. Like it's just, <laughs> it, it has like the you know Monstera vibes. Like very yeah. in that 
yeah, very yeah. like split fenestrated. Like it's just yeah. so cool. But you have a really beautiful collection. Yeah, that one is a little bit of a fresh import. I mean, it came from from Ecuador, but um, it took a little bit of a hit, but it has roots growing now. So okay, it good. actually is doing good. The new leaf that was unfurling at the time of import uh, took a hit. So like half, like maybe like a third of it kind of like rotted off, I guess you can say. But totally fine. It's super hardy now. Like it's super perky. Like it's it's going to be great. So I'm excited for that new leaf to come out. I'll send you guys a picture for sure. Yeah, yeah. that was my favorite. That was my absolute favorite too. I was really? just like, ugh. They're so pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're super expensive still, you guys. <laughs> but I'm getting I'm getting seedlings actually. They're they're coming out with some seedlings. So I'm gonna be Ooh. getting those hopefully soon. Yeah. Hopefully nice. soon. Nice. I will be keeping an eye out for that because I really like yeah. that leaf shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super epic. It's super different, right? Yeah, it's super cool. Josh, where where can uh where can the audience find you? Um, well, I mean, you know, the company's Instagram is equihanded underscore cow. I mean, I super have neglected my personal account. So I'm hoping <laughs> um, I actually just hired somebody, thankfully, full time in the office that can help me, you know, a lot. So I'll be, you know, hopefully editing videos, doing all of that stuff that I need to do um, and just being more active on my personal account, which is California Aeroids. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the plan. I mean, I'm going to Ecuador again in June. I invited you guys, but you know, we're going to try to plan it, I think for December. So that's still going to be great, yeah. great, great, great trip. So, you know, who knows when we'll have the trio in Ecuador, right? Oh my Maybe. gosh, yes. a dream. I'm going to um, say like, definitely. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 We can make something happen for sure. So, so we need to yeah. plan that. Equihenida has a lot of Instagram accounts, but the one that you work, the one that you run is Equihenida underscore CA, right? Correct. Correct. That's the one that I manage. Yes. Yes. And we'll have it all linked in the description below. Yes. Yes. Yes, But if you guys want to see some cool plants, I mean, the main Equihenida account, of course, they're always showing what they have new, whatever's coming out fresh you know all of that new stuff all of that info you know yeah so yeah i love guys. that account and so much you guys <laughs> do uh auctions relatively often right so what's yeah the, we do do you want to say anything about that real quick uh i mean we we do auctions right now we're doing them once a week but we're trying to do two to three times a week so basically my my reason for doing auctions here in california is because a lot of stuff is fresh imports right so we just opened in october like we're super fairly new right so we all know that sometimes rehabbing plants takes literally six months to a year depending on the plants and so long story short it's a way for the customers to actually see the plants that they're going to purchase right it's that it's not like oh i'm going to put a picture online it's super gorgeous right because we have a lot of stock photos of course um but it's not i don't feel that it's right that we you know do that and then people get the plan it's like oh it has cosmetic damage or it has this you know what i mean but of course that's just the nature of things it's the nature of rehabbing right so that's my reason behind the um importing or sorry the the instagram lives is so that people can actually see the product that they're going to be purchasing Mm -hmm. yeah i love that i love that because you're right like there's so many times where i've ordered plants from online and it it is a stock image or it's like the mother plant you know exactly then you get the cutting in the mail and it's like okay this is underwhelming yeah (laughs) you know i totally get it yeah, yeah, so that's that's the reason behind it. And there's, I mean, I just want full transparency, I guess, with the customers, so that you know, 
Um, I, I totally understand. I've been in their shoes. You know what I mean? I Granted, I haven't really bought any plants. The last plant that I bought was a variegated money tree. <laughs> but, you know, it just I understand the customer as well. So that's why I really want to do things for the customer, you know, for their benefit. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that feel the business. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. for sure. All awesome. right. Well, thank you so, so much, Josh, for coming yeah. on today. Yeah. We really yeah. appreciate having you and kind of telling the backstory of everything. And I think people will be really interested to hear about it. So yeah. thank awesome. you so thank much. You. Thank you. We know you're busy, so we really yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> no worries. No, I appreciate you guys. You know, this has been great and fun. It's just also another great way to, you know, to, you know, tell people that there's people out there that are truly trying to do good in this world. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's kind of the message that I want to get out, right? That there is people at the end of the day, there might be comments, there might be this, you know, we're doing this or that or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you guys have any doubts, just come to Ecuador and we'll show you yeah. guys otherwise. You know what I mean? Come with us in December. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll I, I want to, <laughs> I can take up to 10 people. Like That's kind of what they recommended <laughs> me just so like that people can kind of like, um, so that we can house everybody, right? And all that fun stuff. And, you know, because more than that, but we're still going to have a party with 10 people. So, yeah. yeah. I could see our DMs now. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to go to Ecuador, like, trust me, it will do great. Yeah. That would yeah. be so much fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to end it out here. So, guys, if you're right. ever in the Aquahenana, Calif- California area, what part of California is it again, Josh? We're in Southern California. We're about 45 minutes uh, north of San Diego, about an hour and a half south of south of Los Angeles. We're kind of there. You go. Worth the drive. Worth worth the drive. it. <laughs> worth the drive. It's a beautiful drive. Yeah. It is a beautiful drive. Yeah. I mean, when we were driving, we saw all the mountainsides had all the poppies growing. It was beautiful yeah. Yeah. this time of the year. So head on over, stop in, say hi to Josh. And then you can also follow him over on Instagram, like he said on both of his accounts. And then you can also follow us all individually at not dude Adam's account. And then we got at De La Plants. Becca and then at my clean leaves me and then also just you know be sure to check out our patreon our website all the fun things you know what it is and we'll see you guys next week thanks guys bye As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.